The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a beautiful, well, night for us, morning for you, hopefully, to be a Yankee fan. I mean, game one wrapped minutes ago. 9-1 Yankees win. I mean, we were down headed into the fifth inning, but I was never really that worried. You weren't worried at all? I, I was definitely. I was definitely wor- after the 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 Choi Homer. I was like, "You got to be kidding me with this fucking guy." <laughs> well, I had said that, you know, he like he's played well against us. I used him as the example last round when I talked about the Gio Urshela revenge game. I was like, "This guy always hits us." So I don't know. Part of me like kind of expected it. I just think our lineup. The way it is right now with everyone there is too deep for us to be panicked down one in the bullpen, you know, in the fifth inning. We can finally say they flipped a switch offensively. It's obvious. 12 runs, 10 runs, and and now nine runs. And they were doing the same thing that they did with Bieber, with Snell, spitting on a lot of curveballs in the dirt that weren't strikes. And they hammered just enough mistakes off of him to kind of chase him after five. And and I think they scored four runs off of Snell for the nine runs. Unbelievable job with him. Another Cy Young guy that we've just kind of disposed of, which is awesome. If you would have told me that Garrett Cole would have left three earned runs over six innings, I'd say there's no way we win that game. No, really? 
Yeah, I, I, I thought for us to win, he was going to need to go seven innings, one run, seven innings, two runs. And, and they were – they've had – the Rays have had very comfortable at-bats against Cole compared to other teams. So I was definitely worried fourth, fifth inning for sure. No, no. I think Not your expectations are too high. I think Maybe. you're expecting the Cole – like Cole can't go out there and give us eight innings of one-run ball every time. Like now, we could say that's what we expect because he's $324 million. But if you're being realistic and you like measure your own expectations, I think to a certain extent at times he – especially this season, because obviously it's the most I've seen of him, uh, can play to his competition. So he almost like he gave up that first home run. And I'm like, all right, well, that's Cole's first inning home run. You know, kind of what we expect. He'll lock in. We get ahead. And then after the Choi, he was he was locked in. You know, he's throwing 100 to end the inning and yelling on the mound in a way like we don't normally see that out of him. Yeah, I want to say that Choi Homer, it was either the third or the fourth, and then it was the fifth inning where he had the bases loaded, two outs, and he threw the 100-mile-an-hour yeah. fastball, which was just his fuck-you fastball. It's like, fuck you, you're not hitting this. And I, I, I was able to relax after that, and I don't know what how you thought about this. I wanted to send him back out for the seventh. I disagreed with the green move. It worked, but I was all in favor of, of letting Cole ride that out. So – who knows what they saw that we didn't see? Because he was at 90-something pitches, right? 96 or 97, yeah. Yeah, 96, 97. You've, like, you've got a lead. He's going to be at 100 pitches before he gets through that first batter, most likely. And you have no off days coming up. And if this does go five, you need him to come back. Or, I mean, you may be looking at a situation where you know, in a game four, if he's really needed. So I get the move, especially if you're feeling good. Obviously you don't know that you're going to have this five run ninth inning, but if you feel good about green, you feel good about Britain, you feel good about Chapman, you got to roll with them. I would have liked to see them use out in that ninth inning. To give him some confidence. I just think right now they are not going to use Adovino with any kind of lead. And Sessa has been better than Adovino this year. And I, I had a lot of faith in Sessa to go out there. And maybe he's going to walk a guy or two. But I, I like Sessa with a six-run lead. And what a win not having to use Chappie. Now he's ideally available for two, three, and four. No question. Yeah. And, it, well, he's available two, three, four, five. Because there's yeah, not a five right. where if he's needed, he's sitting. Yeah, that was a huge win, and you keep thinking about the battle versus the war. What are we sacrificing to win this game, to win the battle, as opposed to the war? And with five games in a row, that's even more amplified. And for a while, it felt like we were gonna we were gonna win the battle, but kind of take a take a hit on the war. And you know, to win the battle and seemingly get an edge in the war is huge. I think the Rays used five, six relievers. I, we haven't looked at a box score tonight, but it seemed they like they had five, great five relievers. Coming. So that's great. So five relievers, especially using Curtis. Like Curtis is a big part of their bullpen. And now you let him. He went out there and threw what, like fifty pitches, something like that. Curtis, uh, forty-two. Went out and threw forty-two pitches. Like you've lost him for a game or two. Yeah, no, he's going to be down, and I, he's one of those guys. I feel like they have four guys like that with these herky-jerky bullshit gimmick windups. They that always pisses do. me off to know it. They always have a guy who's doing something weird. 
they always have a guy who's doing something weird in the playoffs, like in terms of like he's dropping down, he's throwing underhand. The same way Detroit all in, in the playoffs just be like, oh, yeah, now here's this fat Spanish guy who throws 100 miles an hour you never heard of. <laughs> they, they have a million guys. The, the Rays dominated us in the regular season like we talked about. And tonight was so important because now the Yankees can definitively say, look, that didn't mean shit. We dominated you tonight. That's all over and done with, and we're going to go win game two tomorrow. If the Rays would have won tonight, it's like, all right, I guess they do have our number. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's, hey, that wasn't shit because it's still just one game. Like, let's go and get that second game. But if you, you're coming off a game where you score nine runs, where pretty much every decision clicked, you got to feel good for Davey. Like, let's yes. keep this momentum going. Because even the broadcasters, like these guys aren't bad, you know, they're not smalts, but it's difficult for national announcers who haven't been watching your team all year or, and haven't been, you know, just thinking about all the weird moves that a guy like a Boone makes because they were trying to even talk about, well, I want, you know, Tanaka, he had, he started then like the rain delay. You know, are they, you know, are they, did he do something that they're pushing him back? And it's like, nope, you know, this is just Boone, you know, playing weird numbers. Yeah. And everybody was kind of, including me, was kind of shocked when they announced Davey. But when you think about it, Tanaka gets only one start anyway. Why wouldn't you give him the extra day of rest when he historically is much better with an extra day? It just yeah. makes perfect sense. And now we're worst case scenario. We're going into game three, one, one with Tanaka. Worst case scenario. We are in a very good spot. And I think and people think I've maybe been a little bit dramatic about this, but I did not see a path to us winning this series if we didn't win game one. I didn't. I don't know that I would have counted us out, but it's obviously it's much more difficult to come back from not only like it. It's not just losing game one. It would have been losing game one, losing Cole, reaffirming the eight and two against them, you know, in the season. Like it would have been all of those. Those three is a perfect storm that would have been tough to get over from a morale standpoint at the same time we've seen some of these guys who are on this team they you know come back from down in series in the past so you know you you never know um clint early making himself felt you know high fastball up in the zone he crushed it not even up in the zone that was out of the zone oh, over the zone yeah yeah no, he just <laughs> he went out there got it and he stared at it like that was a grown man home run it was huge. We got homers from the, the our eight and nine hitters. When has that ever happened? I, I can't think of one game ever where the where we got homers from our eight and nine hitters. For him and Higgy to both go deep, not only reaffirming the decision to start Clint, but to have Higgy as well, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I mean, I kind of did it again on our preview that came out. I said, when we talk about the California guys, you're forgetting Higgy. Yes, you did. Big game for Higgy. I know when my guys are going to have big games. You could tell. You know, Higgy Higgy going deep is big. Judge, another Cali guy. The Cali guys going deep. Yeah, and Hicks had two hits and a big Hicks had that first insurance RBI yeah. in the ninth, which was huge, which at the time we thought was going to be uh, huge. And I didn't I think that. I thought it was just going to give me the ability to breathe. Because a one run going into the ninth inning with Chapman, that's when things would have gotten 
He would have smiled or something, and it would have made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, way, way too much there. And there was a point, I think it was the sixth or the seventh inning when it was 4-3, and I was just saying to myself, we're going to need at least one more to win this. I just didn't feel comfortable to get those nine outs with a one-run lead, and obviously, obviously it worked out thanks to John Carlos Stanton hitting the biggest hit of his life, obviously, a, a go-ahead, well, not a go-ahead, an insurance out in Grand Slam in the ninth inning to dead center field on a hanging curveball. Slam Diego, baby. It's so weird in that moment to not have fans. Because, like, that was such a... Even if we were on the road, like, to hear the silence come over, it was kind of weird because he hits that grand slam and then they showed, like, like, like the line of the dugout and Judge was just, like, climbing over the wall. Like, there was... it, It was just... There was something missing there. Yeah, no, you're right. But, it, I mean, if you want to get technical, this would have been at the trop, which, you know, I guess it would have been 80% Yankees. Yeah. So the place would have been going wild. <laughs> yeah. And, like, everyone got a hit except for Wade, who only walked and is only at bat. So it was like we, hilarious. Ca- we came out. And, and it really started from the first at bat. LeMahieu saw a billion pitches, fought, 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 got that hit, like, you manufacture a run there is huge, especially with the, you know, Snell hasn't given up a first inning run all year, so that, you know, 12 starts. Um, but, yeah, I mean, DJ just – that was DJ LeMayhew's career as a Yankee. It's either that or he hits a home run on the first pitch of the game. A nine-pitch single up the middle against the Cy Young pitcher. You're absolutely right. And even though Cole gave the lead right back, it's so important to strike first in these game ones. That was huge. The Yankees are also doing something that they didn't do the entire regular season, which is they're making productive outs. Another sack fly tonight. Even Judge's grounder that he got out on in the first inning, DJ was able to move over. They're, they're getting these productive outs and scoring runs without the homer. And, and we basically haven't seen them do that at all, ever. Yeah, uh, I know last year it was a thing early in the season was we were only winning by home runs. Are like when we go on these streaks, we score a lot of runs, we hit a lot of home runs. We had, you know, four of them tonight. Um, but it it's a great point by you that gets overlooked that we are still like scrapping these runs together when we need them and then hitting the home run to go over the top. Yeah, everybody's going to talk about the, the Stanton Grand Slam and, and the other homers, but I really thought that that Hicks sack fly in the first inning, it, it's going to be forgotten, but that was enormous. Like I said, even though Cole gave the lead right back, there's just something that you, you really exhale when you score first, especially in a game one, especially in a short series. And Judge, you know, Judge didn't exactly get the job done, but his grounder kind of functioned as a bunt. And usually it's, I feel like it's the other teams making productive outs against us. And I've always kind of felt like that, that we never get those breaks. We never get the ground balls in the right spots or the productive outs. And we were able to do it tonight. You go back to the Sanchez sack fly in the ninth inning against Cleveland. You really never see them get these sack flies. So look, the offense is clicking in every single way. Their pitchers had to field a lot tonight. Yes. There was a lot of just going, you know, and just legging it out. And like you said, being productive. We were three for nine runners in scoring position. We left 10 on base. It did feel early in the game like we were, you know, are, are we go- is this going to be a game where we just blow these opportunities again and again? Yeah, because we were looking at at one point we just had the sack flying the three solo homers and it was like man how about if one of these homers came with somebody on base and obviously you go back to I think it was Clint 
uh, bases loaded, two outs, top four. He strikes out swinging, you know, when we really had Snell on the ropes, and that could have blown the game game open, and that's one where you could have looked back and been like, oof. We also hit into a couple double plays, which, you know, we, again, like, we did have this big ninth inning. I was never really worried because I thought that there we'd either get we'd get through it or we would find that extra insurance run. I didn't think it was going to be five of them, but there was a couple points with the um, with the double plays and like yeah, Hicks hit you know I mean um, Judge hit another home run, but he's still not playing. You know he's not getting many hits. He's not getting on base. In the postseason. He's not. He's got the two homers, and I think that's it. And the double plays were killer because I believe there were back-to-back innings, I want to say the seventh and the eighth, where they got the leadoff single. Yep. One of them was Geo, and the other one was somebody else, and then they double plays right after that. So that was brutal. We're enjoying playoff baseball, but the wait is finally over. Football's back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win the season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. So we've got Davey and Glasnow tomorrow. Pressure's Uh, on them. Yeah, the pressure's definitely on them. Glasnow um, lost to us as part of a doubleheader on August 8th. We scored uh, four runs in two and two-thirds, knocked him around early. Um, the Rays beat us. He gave up two runs over five and two-thirds innings uh, August 19th. Came back again on August 31st. Went five innings. No, oh, no, sorry, six innings. No earned runs against us on August 31st for a win. So he, he's beat us. We've beat him. He's got a uh, five and one record, four oh eight ERA, one one three four WHIP, and the way I look at that is like, hey, he beat us in some games. Now I'm I'm not pulling up the box score of these games to know who was in the lineups on them, but I don't know. You tell me, a guy's got a four ERA and an over one WHIP, and he got to play in this like mini division that includes the Orioles, the Mets. Us when we were injured for a lot of the time. Like, he pitched against the Orioles three times this year. He pitched against Boston twice this year. Those are shitty teams. So, like, that's where you get your whip down. 
And then there are teams like us who will score, you know, five runs off you. I mean, the Red Sox scored five runs off from before. Like, let's – I'm not that worried. I'm not worried at all. That that second game against us, I remember no LeMayhew, no Judge, no Stan. So you can throw out that, that second game right away. Glasnow has great stuff. He throws 100 miles an hour, but he's all over the place. He is the classic guy that the Yankees can grind out of a game in four or five innings in the playoffs. Like He is to a T. Great stuff. Throws hard. Little wild. We'll be patient. I think it's perfect. Yeah, and for Davey, there, okay, so... I don't know what his obligations are tomorrow. Like, I hope he doesn't have to do any kind of TBS interview with Pedro. Because, like, that's going to uh, be the narrative all, all day. It's going to be Pedro, baby Pedro, baby Pedro, baby Pedro. I want the Davy that went out there for his first start when we had lost a couple games in a row and just, you know, hey, I got nothing to lose. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to get, man. He seems very calm, cool, and collected. He doesn't seem like a guy that gets that gets too high or too low. He is the perfect game to playoff starter just in terms of demeanor. And ideally, we're going to need this guy for 10, 15 years. So let's throw him in the fire. Let's see what you got. Yeah, I mean, like we've asked for it all season and said, like, hey, just tell us who we got. Like, let's just see who we got. Let's see. Honestly, because – it was trade him. I forget what the package was for Clevenger, mm-hmm. who would be pitching tomorrow. So there you go. Yeah, no, you're right. And I also think we can dive into this. We'll dive into this a little later. I think going into the weeds, I think they're only going to let Davey see the order once. And then I think Montgomery's going to piggyback and he'll go through the lineup once. I think that's the plan. I think Garcia is going to maybe function more as an opener than a traditional starter tomorrow. Huh. I could see it, but at the same time, they haven't seen him before. So that could get him twice through the lineup. Just yeah, on maybe. And, and it obviously depends how the first time goes. You know, the, I mean, the kid's shown us he could go out there and be perfect through three. Yeah, no, I, I would love that. I just think they are planning to have Gumby give, give them some length at some point tomorrow because, I, you know, they're going to have Tanaka game three. They're going to ha- have game four. You would think... Gumby would get in there tomorrow, and maybe you can have Gumby pitch in relief again in Game 5 if you need to, but getting a little ahead of ourselves. But, yeah, I don't see – I don't think Davey is going to go six innings. I, I think he'll go around four. Yeah, I, honestly, you give me a rookie. If he gives me four innings and we have a lead or, like, four and change, maybe four and a third, four and two-thirds, and we have a and we have a lead, like I'll take that all – or tied. I'll take that all day. Yeah, I will too. And tonight, all the pressure was on us because we it's no secret we have to win the Cole games, ideally, to win the World Series. And tomorrow, they have one of their horses, you know, one of their aces glass now against a 21-year-old five foot seven kid. I mean, all the pressure is on them. They're down 1-0. We can go into tomorrow not totally relaxed, but I mean, I, I've definitely exhaled a little bit after getting this game one win. It's why we went out and got Cole. We haven't had that ace. We haven't had that comfort. Um, because going out there and not, not just getting uh, game one, but getting in the way that we did where, you know, it, it's a confidence builder, but also we got to rest Voight some. Like Voight's yes. foot, I mean, credit to this guy for going out there and fighting. And I think if it was a regular, like a full season, 
Voight probably misses a lot of time for this fight. Oh, absolutely. He is the heart and soul of the team. Forget about Judge being the captain. This fucking guy's in the lineup every day. He's hobbling around. He's leading the league at homers and raking for us in the playoffs. This is the leader, guys. Pay attention. <laughs> it's kind of everything we wanted Greg Bird to be. Like, yeah, you got a hurt foot. Just shut the fuck up. If, oh, my God, it's such an epiphany. If you could sum up the difference between Bird and Voight. Yeah, they both have a sore foot. Bird misses the entire year. Voight goes career. out leads the league in homers. He yeah. misses his entire career. <laughs> was handed the keys to the castle. And, I mean, I don't know. If you were Voight, like, you're not stupid. You know that that's what happened. Like, you know that's why you're here. Is Because even last year, like, Bird was handed the job again. Again, that was ridiculous. What did you think of the how the stadium played tonight? I thought the ball was flying out of there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is. If it's just like some like Cali breezes or like you know what goes on there, but we know why it's Slam Diego now. Yeah, just, right. There's, there's like a jet streamer. It felt like the ball was flying, especially center field. Did not look that deep. Like every pop up to center field, I was like, shit, is that going to go out? Yeah, and it was um, it was kind of, you know, obviously I'd rather they're in Yankee Stadium, but I'd rather this than the Trop by a ton, by a right. ton. It would have been three games in the Trop and two games in Yankee Stadium. I, I honestly think this is better yeah, for us. Yeah, this is better, and it seems like these guys are comfortable, especially the Cali guys. They're in the bubble. We don't have to worry about traveling. There's been no issues from, I saw, you know, some of the players from the opposite teams are like leaving at the same time and people are trying to stir it up to like as if there's going to be like a fight in the hotel. I feel like the media not trying to stir it up, but like, you know, put it in the back of our head. So maybe we'll be more interested in that narrative. I don't think there's going to be an issue. I think, you know, we saw Gardner got hit in the knee clearly, you know, totally by accident tonight. Um, I think these guys are going to behave themselves because it's just too big of a stage. And Gio and Glaver kind of got thrown out up and in. I just think that was because we were facing their shitty relievers and they were just wild there. Oh, yeah. They were so wild at the end. Yeah. Like, I didn't think that was intentional. So what I was going to ask you next is we haven't had a chance to look at Twitter. We jumped on here right after the game. Both of these teams have been a little bit chirpy, a little bit emotional. Do you think there's going to be any, you know, shit talking from us after that beat down? Like, even like a little subtle. I hope not. Or anybody? No. Well, because it definitely should not be Aaron judge because after the boom box incident, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, that's what I was thinking of. Yep. You can't do that. Also, every time Aaron Boone, uh, Aaron judge does something good. People have tweeted me like, Oh, you want to trade him now? Yeah. He's a 200 hitter. Yeah. Great home run. Let's keep that up. You know, but I, he gave some quotes yesterday that I did not like. Okay, I knew there were some here. Okay. I uh, had quote tweeted. Brian Hoke had, you know, was tweeting them out. And one was just like, the regular season is spring training when, you know, you're playing for a championship. And it's just like, well, the regular season is spring training. If you're not at spring training and you would have missed almost the whole season in a regular season and missed half the short season and only played, you pretty much played a spring training schedule, Aaron. 
<laughs> yeah, no, and that pissed me off because they're he's admitting that they don't try during the regular season. Like they did not care what seed they finished. They didn't care about home field advantage. They're punting games. Like these guys did not try the regular season. We all saw it. Like we all saw it. He also said, um, he said pressure is a privilege. So, dude, that's not your line. <laughs> right. Like that's not your line at all. And I'm seeing way too many Jersey Mike commercials. Yes. <laughs> Get it Aaron's way. So this isn't like this isn't our sweet boy Aaron Judge from twenty seventeen who's humble and just happy to be there. He's I feel like he's getting a little cocky. And I don't like I think, it. Yeah, I think that happened you know, after seventeen. Starting going to show 18. it though. I feel like he's showing it like to Yeah. Spring trade the regular season's like spring training. Shut up. Don't say that shit. Yeah, Derek Jeter can say that in 2002 after he's won four championships if, if he wants to. But like, but he didn't. He that. just said the job's not done. He always just said the job's not done. You're right. Done. You're right. But my point is, Judge, you haven't even played in a World Series, so you can't even begin to say anything like that. Like, we haven't accomplished shit. I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of getting there now. Now we're on a little bit of a roll, but you're not there yet. I had a uh, Facebook memory come up. Uh, which I'm so glad they have that so I can see all these terrible things I've ever said in my life and erase them. And I said, <laughs> it was like a couple years ago over the weekend. It was like, what phrase do you think Derek Jeter has said more often? Uh, the regular season doesn't matter. The job's just getting started. Or here's a basket, the cab's outside. <laughs> Second one. Yeah. Um, looking at Glasnow, because, you know, we'll be back tomorrow. I mean, Judge is two for five off of him. So, like, maybe he figures that out. Hicks is one for three. We don't have a ton of Stanton's two for four. Sanchez, two for eight. You know, I he sat. There was some debate over, you know, or at least, like, in our chat of – you know, who do you start? Do you start Higgy tonight or do you, you start Sanchez because he's got such great numbers against Snell being one home run this year? Um, I think this was the move. I mean, I think that the rest of our lineup outside of Gary Sanchez is stronger than an uncomfortable Garrett Cole. Oh, absolutely. Cole gets what Cole wants. If, if he needs this personal catcher thing at this point, you, you don't mess with that. And then I guess the only other option would have been, I heard people saying, well, we could put Stanton and left and DH Gary. I'm not messing with that. Giancarlo Stanton is not going on to any field. <laughs> yeah, no, he is not playing the field. <laughs> Ever not again. until, I mean, you want to try it out again in February? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> if we can just like, Pickle Stanton for the offseason. Just put him in like one of those like float tanks and you just stay here. We'll come back and get you for spring training. Yeah, it's nah, um, we need that. Dude, his at bats, his at bats have been phenomenal since the first Cleveland game, night and day from, from 2018 in his first postseason here. Night look, and day. Looks a lot more comfortable. There were a couple of sliders down in a way that I'm like, yo, he normally We'd go after that. In the Grand Slam at bat, the first pitch was a slider like down the dick. And he he almost threw his bat over the fence. 
Oh, he swung so hard. Yeah. Now me and Tom were looking at each other like, damn, that that was the one. Yeah. Uh, and he and he got a, he got the hanging slider. He's been he's been totally locked in. And everybody was like, you know, that game one against Cleveland, the homer in the ninth inning. Everyone was like, ha, ha, garbage time. Doesn't mean anything. He he has used that to catapult onto a roll now, and he's flaming hot. Yeah. And he he's still not driving the ball fully the other way. That's when he's like really locked in. But he's like he's going from left. He's gone to center. Once he gets into like right center, you're all in really big trouble. Because like that down and away, even though he swings over that um, slider a lot, that's where he drives a lot of his power. It was funny. They showed a graphic um, early in the game. Maybe it was his first at bat where they were like um, like sponsored by DraftKings. Here's like where his power, and it was like a box of like four boxes of his strike zone, and the top it was zero zero, and then like five and two, and there and and it was home runs for the last two years, and it's like we're talking about Giancarlo Stanton, the total number of home runs is seven because this guy hasn't played a fucking game. <laughs> like this guy had fifty nine home runs one time. That's, but that's how he looks now, man. Yeah. That, he looks like that guy that we thought we were all getting and that we hadn't really hadn't really seen until now. And, and, and just to see him, to have him and Judge healthy and, and somewhat locked in. I know Judge isn't all the way there yet, but you know, if they homer, they both homer in the same game, we're probably going to win that game. Yeah, and I mean, I, that's some analytics. Judge is still getting, uh, he's still getting at-bats to a certain extent. So, like, there is, I do believe that Aaron Judge has, like, that three for five game coming. So... You know, he's still, he doesn't quite look there. He's found the home runs. But, like, we're still waiting for that. I think it is going to come because I don't think he's a bad baseball player. Either that's going to come or an injury is going to come. And so I hope it's the three for five. (laughs) One or the other. Now, yeah, I'll I'll take the homer from him. And like I said, everything, this is all you could have asked for. If you were to tell me we were going to score nine runs, weren't going to have to use Chapman, Rays were going to have to use a bunch of relievers, I I think everybody would have signed up. Instantly, we couldn't be in a better spot here. And look, now you start to look ahead. You just got to win. Just got to win two of the next four, and we're moving on. When the announcers start saying we're getting close to position player pitching in a playoff game, that's tough. Because they were yeah. saying they were saying that about the Rays in the ninth. They're like, you know, because we had the bases loaded again, and it's like, well, if, you know, if we get a, a double here, you got to. And I love. Labor, they bring in a guy who's never pitched in the major leagues before and like where was this guy all year that he's just available now for you uh, and you steal him the first pitch he ever throws that's what you fucking do fuck that guy I like yeah, it run up run up the score hey we're in San Diego it's only it's only a matter that we run up the score yeah. right and they look defeated at the end dude I hadn't seen the Rays looked as defeated and moping around like I didn't see that at all in the regular season it felt so satisfying to see them all pissed off and sad it's easy to be cocky till you know someone flies out to San Diego to punch you in the mouth. Fucking right. Um, yeah, I think that's all we got. We'll be back tomorrow after game two because it doesn't rain in San Diego, so there'll definitely be a game. Yeah, no hurricane. We're feeling good and looking to go up 2-0 tonight. Yeah. Well, uh, you follow Nick on Twitter. At NKirbyNYY. Follow the show at George's Box Pod. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. We're tweeting during the games. We're having just a, a silly goose time on the internet trying to manufacture some runs. Uh, let's keep <laughs> it going so we can see you at the parade.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.